0: It is not going well. I Oh, they're back, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no. no. <laughs> no he been talking about us. Not about you. Why has it got to be about you? I made yeah, my um, own uh, show called Transformers After Dark. Yeah,
1: Transformers Perverge.
2: gentlemen, and welcome to the Autopod Decepticast. This is your weekly podcast that delivers a minute-by-minute breakdown of the 1986 Transformers movie. Today is episode 16. We're covering uh, 1501 to the 16-minute mark, and uh, joining me on my podcast, on my podcast. Whoa. <laughs>
3: it's
2: been annexed. Joining me <laughs> on the podcast are my cybernetic compadres, my bionic buddies, my robo amigos. Caleb and Ryan, I'm Ryan, (laughs) and I'm Caleb. There we go. It all checks out. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to start off the top of the podcast with some thanks, as we decided we would start. Oh yeah, good. Because I completely forgot to write anything down. Hey, that's okay. I got it handled. Uh, iTunes reviewers, uh, first of all, uh, we got a review. This is a fun one. I question mark. So first up is a review, an interesting review, by the 85 Bears <laughs> Rule 76 Which is an amazing name. And uh, on itself, the headline is Blue Harvest. And the, the comment on iTunes is, What we've got here is failure to communicate. Some men you just can't reach. So you get what we had here last week, which is the way he wants it. Well, he gets it. I don't like it any more than you men. <laughs> so... I don't know why the famous captain speech from Cool Hand Luke was left as a review. That's amazing! <laughs> uh, if a review in itself can be a non sequitur, this is it. But buddy gave us five stars. That's five right. Five you can write stars, whatever you want. Five stars is what matters. I, matter you I say you can quote
1: whatever movie you want. Blue Harvest. Do we know what that means? Blue Velvet. <laughs> I don't know what blue. Harvest so it's needs. You can give us five stars and type. You can type basically whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, give us five stars. You can talk about Caleb's mother if you'd like. Let's not go five there. stars. No. see, <laughs> now I, I know what my open the door. I opened the door to. You fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> so, and also we got a. Unless another... you're complimenting my mother, as saying she's a very nice woman, great cook, good titties.
0: <laughs> we got there. This I, has been Trent. I said I wasn't
1: going to say anything sexual, and I almost immediately did. Well, it's hard for you not to. That's pretty much your go-to.
2: <laughs> Next up so. is Michael Ordway, who headlined Great Stuff. Five stars. Very entertaining and full of trivia and in-depth commentary. They talk about everything from voice actors to animation studios and get super in-depth about all of it. And uh, Mr. Mike is the, an editor over at Transmission. Yeah. So, uh, thank you for uh, for listening, and we'll keep trying to do good stuff. Pizza toss, God dang it! Pizza toss, <laughs> pizza pizza, to- pizza toss, and Michael Andrews yeah. at yeah. Michael Andrews at Twitter. So, thank you for the encouragement. Uh, on our shut the fuck up T-shirt idea, as soon as we prove that there's a market for this, yep. we'll definitely produce these. Pizza tossing, Mike Andrews. If you can help us get our Twitter followership up to, I don't know, at least 300, then uh, maybe we can, we can talk. asking him t-shirts. with that. That's. A I'm just taller. saying, well, help us out. We'll help you. Out. You'll well, get help us get this thing up to 300 free T-shirts in it for you, buddy. <laughs> We'll define the parameters of this work later. We'll take that offline. Uh, part-time Hillary Swank impersonator Luke Owen. At <laughs> this is Luke Owen. Thank you for the great discussion and input. Luke is a blogger and podcaster who has a great article on the production history of Transformers the movie. I certainly may nick from that in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, great dialogue on Twitter with him. Thank you for your encouragement and listening to the show so those are our shout outs all right you guys got any other ones
0: I have as I previously mentioned completely forgot to write anything down about that all right
2: our last episode so quick recap we learned that uh, the Autobots meticulously designed each entry on Metroplex to have two doors that's handy well at yep. least, no at least one so
1: maybe the maybe we don't know if it was at least well, one, one entryway one entrance, yeah. had two doors yes
2: why not why just that when they knew that was their weak point? Well, we don't... Well, I'm just saying... We, we I mean, don't have the schematics. We don't know. For all we well, know, we... there's like ten more doors behind us. <laughs> it. It's just a hallway of doors. <laughs> <Like>
1: another door. <sighs>
2: uh, we found out that Shockwave actually fought the Autobots on Earth before whisking himself back to Cybertron mm-hmm. to battle Unicron. He's a go-getter. He's looking for friends. He's lonely. He's he okay. is a very
0: sad individual.
2: <laughs> and we learned that the, uh, the Predacons almost made the movie, only as mechanical slave beasts that fought for the Autobots and ultimately combined into a dragon. That's right. A really dumb looking dragon. It did not. Look, <laughs> it
0: looked very B team. Like it was not a great looking design. I I don't know.
1: It reminded me of kind of the 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 design of like the, even like the Sharktacons and kind of going in right. that direction.
0: Yeah, I mean yeah, Floro Derry's uh, some of like his designs for movie and post movie were very curvy and like a lot of ang- like weird angles. I think he liked like, H R. Geiger. He also seemed to love fat guys because all of his designs are like like the Sharktacons are big, just basically big um, oval guys and. I looked up a bunch of his other designs, and there's a lot of just, like, rotund-looking robots. I like his designs. I do. I, I mean,
2: I think, and I mean, honestly, he, uh, as I recall, simplified almost all the character designs at one point or another. Yeah. And for the movie stuff, they're very intricate. But anyway, shout-out to Floro Derry. Yeah. But that beast was ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> They're not all winners. Yeah.
0: Now we see why it didn't make the cut.
2: Yeah. So, okay, to the top of this minute... Uh, we've got Blaster in the first eight seconds or so transmitting a message. Uh, plea for help to Optimus Prime.
0: The Septicons are blitzing out about City. That's that's all. <laughs> <laughs> Not much to say about that. <laughs> so then,
2: so okay, he's transmitting. I mm-hmm. like how it's a show transmitting. They just kind of zoom out. The here's like, a thing. the thing. Here's the, the world. world. That's right. The transmission is leaving. Why didn't they? Atmosphere.
0: The, it's like well, in other cartoons to to, 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 to depict that, usually you have like waves, like audio audio visuals.
2: Yes. So then uh, you see a great a great shot of. Well, what i presume to be all the decepticons mm-hmm. uh,
1: attacking the city this shooting at the wall there should a couple of figures up towards the top that i don't i can't tell who they are because of the fade
2: yeah i just noticed that I you got two
1: why aren't they just all up there those well, two I, I don't know if those are decepticons or i right. think those are decepticons that it seems like a seeker risky. right they, it looks
2: like a seeker and a constructicon okay, that's i'm going to say mixmaster and i don't know which seeker it's skywarp skywarp and mixmaster oh, is my, i always get skywarp
0: days. and thundercracker mixed up so they're shooting at the base. They're the- shooting at the base,
2: and somehow they hear the transmission. I don't know if they're just tuned into all guess. signals at once.
1: I don't really know how to do that. that but are, I'm not
2: a military guy. I think he
1: just spots the observation, the the communications tower, because it's it's out there in the middle of like it's up there on top. It's it's just like a glass dome. It's highly visible. Um, there's all the guns. Look at this. That's they're true. I'm they like are shooting... 15, yeah. ele- 15 So the, 11. the Decepticons are shooting at the base, and I want you to look at all of those guns and how many of those are trained on the Decepticons and shooting at them.
2: I mean, zero. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, you know, they're for air support, perhaps. Maybe they can't shoot at the ground. I don't know. That would be a
2: technical oversight, I would think, well, just, when building a base. I'm sure the Wheeljack designed this place. I mean, these are just
1: four of 400 guns that this facility has. I count seven guns in that picture, and none of them are shooting <laughs> at anything. <laughs> At all. So, so Megatron
2: commands sound wave. Oh well actually one more thing before we get into that. Megatron commands Soundwave to jam the transmission. Yep. Uh, wouldn't that be an? I'm, again, I'm not a military guy. Wouldn't that be a, one of the first things you do?
0: Yeah. Ter- well, is take out communications. As I mentioned in an earlier episode, it, and this didn't occur to me until we started watching this movie as an adult. Of like, uh, <laughs> they don't appear to have any military strategy whatsoever. It's just everybody just willy nilly doing their own thing. I mean, this is the most um, we've seen so far, where Megatron has all his troops at, in one uh, area, which again doesn't seem wise. But
1: I know that we're we're picking this apart from an adult standpoint. Mm-hmm. For sure. So I don't know any other way to do it. I know, <laughs> but what I'm trying to think is, is like, you know, right? Questioning why didn't they do it this way or that way. I'm trying to imagine what, uh, like, my eight-year-old self would think of this movie if it was scripted the way that I wanted it scripted as an adult. And Mm -hmm. I would find it as entertaining. Right. Probably not. Probably
0: not, not. yeah. I mean, that's true. There are a lot of things just done for visual effect and, you know, simplification. Yeah. I can see. Uh, Flint Dilly and Nelson
2: Shin, and uh, what's the other, the main right? Ron, Ron Friedman, Friedman. All just listening to this saying, What are you trying to write <laughs> a cartoon right. movie? Oh, uh, I will dickheads? say this,
0: that I, I have been harsh on the, the first draft of Ron Friedman's script, but I should point out that um, almost across the board, first drafts of anything are usually pretty terrible. And it's then when you go back and refine that all this, you know.
1: I, I certainly couldn't do a, a better job than these. Guys. I could, but. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a little
2: practice. <laughs> So, okay, Soundwave, always the micromanager. He steps into the scene. He uh, releases his tapes into the sky to take care of the whole communication issue. In order, Rumble, Frenzy, Ravage, Ratbat. That's I don't. Right. I guess Laserbeak was on break or yeah, something. Yeah, why is not he
0: or Buzzsaw in the movie? I loved the, like, Laserbeak, I guess maybe he's, I don't know, because he made his appearance early, and then it's like, never mind.
2: Well, up until this point in G1 lore, we hadn't met Ratbat yet. I
0: was going to ask if this is the first appearance of Ratbat, which in the, well, I'll talk about, I mean, in the script, they, they describe him, so I'm like, well, it must have been the first appearance, like as a vampire bat-like creature is what they describe him as. I'm
2: about 95% sure that you hadn't seen it, with the exception of, Unless we want to count Scramble City. Um, because right. he's certainly in Scramble City. Let's not revisit <laughs> that moment. <laughs> but uh, he, uh, but this is his first appearance. And so um, it's, I don't know. I, I've got a few things to say about, <laughs> about Ratbat. In that, um, first of all, Laserbeak is a way better character. At least on the animated show. Mm-hmm. According to the toy tech specs, he's a fuel scout. And yeah, to your point earlier, he does have... I guess, vampire bat-like qualities. He'll suck the fuel out of people. <laughs> it's like his thing. But um, in the Marvel Universe, he had an expanded role, yeah. which included becoming the leader of the Decepticons on Earth. He was ultimately killed by Scorponok. But in the cartoon, I don't really know his role. Is he kind I mean, of a
0: scout spy? I don't... I mean, it's basically just this... I, yeah, it's real weirdly ill-defined. I don't. He doesn't do a lot in the cartoon at all, following the movie, if I recall correctly.
2: Yeah, I, that's, that's kind of how I, basically he did Laserbeak's role, but yep. Laserbeak's
0: arguably cooler in Much every way, cooler. so really he's worthless, and his real role is to buy more tapes for Soundwave. <laughs> also, I mean, just as a little side note of like, all four tapes come out of Soundwave, which is some more of the um, questionable of a, a mass changing, uh, the transformers change in mass and size randomly, uh, so, you know, I mean, I'm not too... That doesn't weird me out it, too much of having four tapes in it. Right, and it, you know, it
1: happened in the it happened in the cartoon. Yeah.
0: And so I think what we're getting ready to talk about <laughs> is the coloring Issue.
1: Yeah. So. Okay.
0: So I know
2: uh, Ryan is familiar with this because we talked a little bit about it before the show. Mm-hmm. But Caleb, are you familiar with the Rumble is or I'm sorry, the Frenzy is red,
0: Rumble is blue controversy? It's no. it's it's on fire on the internet. <laughs> it's a big
1: deal. It's a thing. Yeah.
2: This is so we're gonna get into heated territory, and it's been covered a million times. So. We're not really going to get that crazy into it, but I feel like because this movie kind of contributes to the controversy, we <sighs> have to at least cover it but, from that perspective.
1: But for the listener's sake, I am completely oblivious to any of if this. If any so. listener
2: isn't familiar, basically the, the heated conversation is, is, is Rumble the red guy or is Frenzy the red guy? But why,
1: is, why is this a controversy?
2: Because in different media... Uh, Rumble is red, and in other mo- media, Rumble is blue. And as far as the animated cartoon goes, he's blue. typically he's blue. blue the yeah. Rumble is the blue guy, mm-hmm. and um, but in most other media, the comics, um, other games, books, uh, the toy Rumble is red. And so I didn't know
0: about any of this before doing starting this move like review.
2: There's kind of, yeah, there's so, it's it's a somewhat tongue-in-cheek argument, but there are sure. people and, who like, do get incredibly very, passionate it about really it
1: similar like, the, the, the ha, uh, ha, Han the first? first? I'd say it's
2: on par, sure. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> <So> we'll <laughs> go with that. I feel like that might be a more angry one. I don't know. I, I'm sure it's yeah. a weird one. Right. Yeah. But, uh. No less important. But, but at any rate, popular. so I, I like to think that this movie would settle the issue, but to me, but, it nope, muddies <laughs> it even more. Wow. So, well. so, so, okay, uh, Soundwave says in this order rumble frenzy ravage rat bat and when he opens his chest <laughs> when he opens his chest um so the blue guy comes out That's first rumble, rumble. rumble all right okay now now if you now you got to look at this frame by frame mm-hmm. but you can see it. did you see
0: <laughs> it was blue and then turned so, red so when frenzy comes out it was blue for half a second and then they turned it red And there's a lot of he's flying out there there's a lot of this in this scene coming up too and i'm like are you just switching colorers? How do you make this mistake yeah. so, frame by frame? So that's part
2: one is that uh-huh. as they're coming out of his chest, the color switches. Yes. But then as they're flying a trip, they're, transfer, both, they're red. both red. <laughs> and this is at 1524. So at 1524, <laughs> as the tapes are flying through the air, I love it. they're both red. Um, this
0: is the real problem with having characters who are physically identical is you're going to have animators who fuck shit up. Like the Seekers are miscolored all the time. <laughs> I right? love it. So uh,
2: and I think, those but then they are change
1: pretty... colors again. He's right. The well, the one in the lead, that. which
0: should have been Rumble, Rumble in blue,
2: the red guy was in the lead as they approach the tower. Oh my god! 15, yeah, 20. it's chaos. So this show, uh, this movie, does nothing to solve the dilemma. But in fact, That's the show's wonderful. own production, the television's production bible, stated that Rumble is supposed to be the red robot. What? And basically, there was an animation error like very early on in the series. That they just basically swapped the color like, Fuck scheme it. forevermore. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
0: so, um, and yeah. there, well, we'll get to it. No, that's all I got. Did yeah, I was just going to say there's another, there are a bunch more coloring errors. There's one that's coming up here where a seeker flies by the window and it's colored like Dirge, but has the wrong does, wings.
1: Does Rumble and Ravage both have the same Rumble voice? Rumble and Frenzy, do they both have the same yeah. voice? Yeah,
2: basically, yeah, basically they're the same guy. Yeah, I except
1: Fren, it's again like both on um, Laserbeak. Frenzy is used a lot less. What's the accent? He's got like a kind of like a no fair. It like, it's like a, a Brooklyn, Brooklyn uh, yeah. like he's like a street. Yeah. He's real street, street thug, and kind
2: of like cliff yeah, jumper. jumper. Uh, voiced by both, both voiced by Frank Welker. They both have stupid, uh, not stupid. They both have pile driver arms. Yeah, yeah, they're awesome. They're basically the that. same dude. But mm-hmm. anyway. Um, so the tapes fly to the tower to uh, disrupt the transmission. They tear off the satellite dish, and then uh, the blue one, whoever, whichever one we decide that that I is. I still, I still want it to be Rumble. Well, we'll call it Rumble because we are in the cartoon universe. Mm-hmm. So uh, Rumble smashes through the glass. First we crack
3: the shell, then we crack the nuts inside.
2: They fly into the crow's nest. It's mafia. And a little bit also okay. Sorry just to go back to Ratbat again mm-hmm. for half a second. Why do his wings flap? <laughs> <It's because laughs> he so here he's doing they're at the tower. They're getting ready to tear that off. He does nothing. I mean I've got it. What can he do but sit there and just wait? It's just funny to watch him just float there yeah. and do nothing. So crack it down. This he's is not really nothing. This is not really oh, ahead. And they fly in. They're attacking Perceptor. You see this attack going down,
1: and again, he's just a little what in his, space, his face, I guess. Yeah.
2: But mostly, he's doing nothing.
1: Here's where the Autobots made a critical mistake. With another critical mistake with designing this close. thing, they were smart enough to build a backup door. They did not build a backup satellite dish that would pop up in the place of the one <laughs> that these guys just tore out. <laughs>
0: or have multiple redundant dishes. systems. <laughs> yeah, uh, and this is not really a deviation, but in the the first draft, and this is an example of. Uh, how you're just banging stuff out and, you know, you don't want to... It's not fully fleshed out where he says, first we crack the shell, then we crack the nut inside. In the script it says, first we crack the nut, then
3: we crack the nut inside.
0: <laughs> 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 That's wor- the terrible
1: line. <laughs> I'm glad that they worked that. First. Like, that makes none of the sense. What do, so- yeah, what does that mean? First ah. we crack first we crack the shell of the nut, <laughs> then we go inside and crack the nut. That I guess. This? The, the meat, meat of the, the meat nut. meat of the nut. And we're talking about a walnut. Something that has a it into strong product. shell.
2: Okay. A, or a Brazil nut. Those are really tough. <laughs> there we I've never cracked a Brazil nut. It's tough. All right. So I really like the sequence where Ravage takes a jump at Blaster. And Blaster uh, oh, yeah, does right. a spin kick, kick and oh, knocks yes, him away. Kick. And then... Blaster does something that up until now we only wished he did because he never does this in season one or two of the cartoon. He releases tapes of his
0: own that he has.
2: Is so this the, is the first look-
1: time us seeing these tapes? This is the first time, and they're I've seen the even tapes. named. <laughs>
0: Like, um, but Not uh, in the movie. They were right. named in... I had names. that guy, the Rhino, uh, Rhinox, I think is his name? Is uh, that it, it is Ramhorn. Ramhorn? What cool. are we thinking so of? the oh, Rhinox is from the uh, Beastmaster. Or Be- Beastmaster. Cool. What has
2: happened? So
1: I him? didn't realize that at this point, Historic. like no one had ever seen him launch his own cassettes. Well,
2: yeah, his toy had been out a long time. It was clear that he was designed to carry cassettes because you could open up his chest cavity. They didn't even manufacture they, tapes for him? If they
1: had, they hadn't distributed them in the United yet, States yeah. at this point. Could you put... Buzzsaw saw or laser beam? Yeah, sure. Inside. It, like it was, mm-hmm. it was compatible. Or just a
2: regular mini cassette, if you were so inclined to do a foolish thing like that. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, but so by this time, you know, post movie, they had manufactured them and they were going to sell them. So Steeljaw the lion, uh Ramhorn the rhino, and then eject, who is the bluer? Of yeah, the there's two a bunch humanoids. of fuck
0: ups here. They change color a couple of times. A couple of times, I think into the next minute. E- uh, maybe rewind that, and actually. eject. Yeah. But like there, he would turn black, and yeah, now he's black, yeah. and he's so, going to turn blue.
2: <laughs> same issue as with Soundwave earlier, when the tape, the final tape, the black one, um, uh, rewind comes out. He was blue for a quarter of a second before mm-hmm. he transformed, and then he was, and Strange. then he was colored black. So he releases his tapes, and uh, that is really where the minute ends, mm-hmm. fellas.
0: That's. Uh, Did- this is not, oh, this is an apropos nothing, and I can't remember if I said this in another episode. Uh, we talked earlier about uh, why they went for a PG rating. Did we ever, because I did find versus, out why. We, we did cover g- that. Versus oh, go a go g on, rating. go on. You might explain yeah, it more articulately. Because they, they had a G rating, and they wanted it to be PG, because in theaters, G movies um, were, uh, they had much fewer showings per day, and they were earlier in the day. So mm. they went for the PG, they just added shit to get the PG rating, and then cut it out of the VHS.
2: Okay, that's that's a different reason. I said they did it to attract a wider audience than just kids, but
1: well, they wanted uh, to attract a wider audience. That's sure. true. But they, they also to wanted more showings. But that was, okay, so, so technically, that was yeah. the, so right. the ultimate they just, reason. Yeah. They just through
2: more a higher volume of yes. showings. That's right. Um, okay, so hey, we're at the post-show segment, guys. Mm-hmm. We actually, I'd actually do, even though this is a cheat. All right. A big cheat. I do have a voice actor to discuss, and it's kind of an interesting <laughs> How one. How are you cheating? Uh, because uh, this character does not speak in the movie. All right, But he is on screen, so I'm going to talk about All right. Him. And that is the voice of Rewind, which is the uh, black-colored tape of Blasters, most generally black. Mm-hmm. And um, Eject, for one, I don't believe ever spoke on the movie or on the television show, um, there's no voice credit for him anywhere that I can find but rewind did uh, uh, in the se- in season three and that actor's name is Townsend Coleman and I just want to share this because there's a couple of really interesting credits that mm-hmm. he has to me but um, so of all of all the actors he has a ton of credits rewind was his only significant. Transformer credit. He did have one other one, but it was like a one off thing. But he did, he was on Animaniacs, Cat Dog, Darkwing Duck, Fern Gully, The Movie, Fraggle Rock, Inspector Gadget, Jim and the Holograms, Powerpuff Girls, Pokemon Tiny Toon Adventures. Wow. But but what I'm really excited (laughs) to talk about is two things. He was the voice of Michelangelo in our Teenage Ninja Turtles. (laughs) I did.
0: Piece of (laughs) time,
2: Kawabanga. There we go. We got them all. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And but I think I'm even more excited to tell you that he was the voice of the tick on Tick Animated Series. Really? Yeah.
3: Spoon.
2: I'm doing laundry. (laughs) I'll call you. Speak. (laughs)
1: Because that's what you do.
0: I don't understand your crazy moon language. (laughs)
1: I think we fit all the quotes wow, yes. in. No, <laughs> good good, good job, Good one. Okay. So tune in, uh, tune in <laughs> to after our list for our Tick. Our We're sister a... podcast, yeah, Tick a... Cast. Tick <laughs> Cast. Uh,
0: we call it Talk and Tick. <laughs> Lime, T-
2: Lyme tick Disease. Tick, tick, disease. tick, yes, tick, tick right. Talk. That's tick
1: the sub Tick Talk. That's right. good. Uh, copyright. We copyright that.
2: Yeah. And nobody, hey, nobody take that. No. Ladies and gentlemen, now it's time for
1: Tick Talk.
2: Okay. So when he says Tick Talk, we put in Deviations. The script deviations. Thing. <laughs> no. no, you didn't expect it. Uh, script notes and deviations. So um, here, uh, I have one extra line. Maybe if you've got it, I want you to do it during the tape breaking in sequence. Blaster has an additional line. Do you have that in your notes, by any um, chance? Um,
3: we
0: got <laughs> we got cassette critters knocking on a window.
2: Yeah, that's the. <laughs>
0: that's weird.
2: It's an additional line. Also, the, my favorite thing uh, is that during the fight. Uh, When he releases his tapes. (laughs) Do you know about this? I don't know. He he, he spews out... Four tapes that are not anything oh. like the tapes that we have on screen. So kind of, well, yeah. what we did, what we had were uh, uh, Steeljaw the lion, Ramhorn the rhino, and then eject and and rewind. rewind the two guys. So during the fight in my version, he spews out Cubby mm-hmm. a lion, mm-hmm. Stripes a tiger,
0: Stinger a scorpion, and Bolts,
2: which is a small tough robot.
0: Yeah, these are terrible names. <laughs> and so, but also Bolts, plural. His name's plural. Why? Um, Bolts. Maybe he fires. Bullets. Yeah, He's got these bolts. Hey, cubby, come on! That is cute
1: little. Cubby. So
2: adorable. <laughs> so, so we're ravaging Laserbeak. We're fortunate enough to have a dedicated vocal performer, um, uh, Steeljaw, who became Cubby. Cubby is the only. Let me just back up. Yep. Cubby is the only one that actually became what happened. The lion form. The other forms were not incorporated at all and are essentially just lost characters. Although. Uh, Stripes does have toys. In fact, he's probably one of the most obscure characters to have a toy. Really? But um, the rest of them were not ever produced. Stripes. And uh, then just the only other note I have is that Ravage and Laserbeak, so Frank Welker did both of their voices. They had a dedicated (sighs) performer. But Steeljaw's noises were mostly library sound effects (laughs) of growling, hissing cats and metallic ronk ronk sounds. (laughs) That's from the TF wiki. That
3: is awesome
2: uh so that's all i've got you got any other script deviations no i've got a
0: bunch in the next minute but that's oh, it for boy. now Interesting, because yeah. i do not actually. there's they have a, a their whole scenes that are not in the movie in the next minute oh, i can't wait awesome.
1: i love the script
2: deviations. <laughs> <laughs> well uh so next episode we've got that <laughs> i know i said it last time but the tapes we don't really see them do battle yet but they will in the next episode we're also gonna see unfortunately
0: Robo-corpses. That's right, yeah. There's really? Some, there's some corpses. And
2: uh, and uh, the gang reunites. Mm-hmm. That's all I'll say about that.
0: Well, I mean, Megatron's making a big push.
2: <laughs> so, listen to the show, team. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and tune in. Follow us on all of our social media. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. All of them at the handle, at apoddcast. And please visit our web presence at autopoddecepticast.com. iTunes users, please rate. And subscribe. Five stars, please. Thank you. We're 4.75. Nope. Nope. Five. (laughs) all All or
1: nothing. Thanks, everybody. See you later. Bye.
3: This is what we call Transformers After Dark, where it's all blue all the time. Fuck. I... It's my own show, and I can talk about whatever I want to. I'll talk about fingering for a half hour if I want to, and Caleb can't say shit. That's right, I'm starting a flame war with my co-host. Oh, ladies, do you enjoy the velvety tones of my after-dark voice? Oh, mm, yeah, you feel those vibrations, that bass-like pulses into your vulva? Oh. No, I haven't talked about Transformers at all. But who knows how it's going to go on Transformers After Dark. This is just the premiere episode. Episode zero, maybe. The origin story of Transformers After Dark. Mm. We're going to get into some sweet Transformer on Transformer action. Oh, is there going to be human on Transformer action? I don't know. There may be. There are no rules here. Just right. Yeah. Maybe sometimes I'll reference old commercials. Who knows what's gonna happen? It's a, it's a, a, a free for all here in the Transformers After Dark Zone. Ooh wee! Let's see. Maybe we'll get some call-in guests, some some listeners, ladies gentlemen. I'm taking all comers. Mmm. That's right. We don't discriminate here. I mean, anything can happen, and probably will. Andre. <laughs> What's happened? <coughs> oh shit! Okay, we're gonna take a little break here, a little pause for the old cause, we're, with some some sweet uh, commercial action from our sponsors. <sighs>